Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Vlogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. I am super excited today to have Karen Bennis on the podcast. Uh, Karen and I have known each other for a very long time. I'd say Karen is one of my OG uh, clients. <laughs> He's been around since the beginning. Um, and it's been a beautiful thing to kind of watch Karen really step into her gifts and her talents over the years. And uh, one of those gifts and talents is being able to take a look at people's DISC personality assessments and give them a lot of unique insights into behavior and mindset and goal setting and even marriage. And so uh, at my virtual retreat, uh, she did a talk. Well, do you want to explain it, Karen? <laughs> well, what we did is we did just a basic overview of what DISC is and what people, you know, their task versus people orientation and outgoing versus reserved and then putting those things together and then how your significant other, how their personality type can affect your blogging because we all have a style and I find very often that the people that we care about the most and that we choose to spend our lives with, we usually share one trait and then that means the other trade is the opposite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, which is great when you guys are all, in, when everybody's in balance, you know, when we're all in balance, but then when we get out of balance and we approach things so differently, that's where we have this area for potential conflict. So it's, it's fascinating and it's kind of fun to listen to people talk. And I say, well, I bet your husband does this, or I bet your wife does this. And they're like, Oh, yeah, time. it's it's really interesting <laughs> because the first time you told me that you were doing personality assessments for goal setting purposes, I like geeked out and was like, let's do this. And I recall sitting there during, after taking the assessment, is that what you call it? An assessment mm -hmm. um, that it was like a crystal ball almost. And I was just shocked that you were so closely accurate. In fact, I still want to be able to turn that conversation into a podcast because I did record it. Um, but it's just really fascinating to me. And since then, I've had you start doing these assessments also with clients because it's like having a crystal ball into their personality, which helps me understand like why they're struggling um, with this or that. Uh, so just tell us like what your blog is about and then, um, you know, what your what your title is uh, associated with your assessment. Okay. Well, my blog is movingtowardbetter.com. And I always say it's to help people live their best life and let the rest go. And DISC is a big part of that in my life. So I wanted to share that with other people. So when my youngest child was in high school, I went and got certified to give the assessment, the DISC assessment. So there is a basic assessment that you can take online. It's 24 questions. And the really cool thing is, and I tell people this all the time, I always am very careful to say, answer them honestly, not as you want to be, not as you think other people see you, but as you really are. I never see the answers to the questions. 
So what I see is the interpretation of those answers. So I never know what anybody answers. So I think some people sometimes answer things on assessments a certain way because they think that's how they think they're supposed to answer mm -hmm. <laughs> because they've been brought up that, you know, women are supposed to be this way or men are supposed to be this way or whatever. And I'm like, just answer truthfully. I never see them. So I always think that's kind of a big part of the assessment process is answer them honestly. And when you do, it's so amazing to see when I talk to people and I'm like, okay, so in this situation, you feel like this. And they're like, oh yeah. And especially when they feel different and that somebody understands and can give, I can give them a perspective on it that they don't feel so different or odd or out of place. Well, and I think it's also almost like an explanation, like mm -hmm. for a, because I mean, that's kind of some of the things that you said to me during that made me feel like I wasn't necessarily broken, if that makes sense, but that it mm -hmm. was just part of who I was. And that's really, really, really important. I feel like to personal development and to confidence building and things like that. Well, and I believe that. I believe that nobody's you're not broken because of the way your personality is. Now, you can be out of balance. I've been there. We've all been there. But the way that you're naturally wired, just because you're wired differently than other people, that's what makes you special. That's what makes you unique. And when, when I say that to some people at first, they, it kind of throws them a little bit. <laughs> You know, because the one group, and I go to this group a lot because I think they're a great reminder is, you know, there are four main personality types. There are 41 blends and there are 24,000 plotting points that we use in our assessments. So there's room for a whole lot in there. And, and even people with the same personality type, um, they're not exactly the same because their numbers aren't the same and their mix isn't quite the same. Mm -hmm. So it's always, I always tell everybody, you, you've got a place to start with, but you're unique. Plus you've got environmental stuff. You've got, uh, you know, the way you were raised, all these different things, love languages. It's just a great starting point from the disc. So the D women, those women, they know themselves pretty much better than anybody. And the funny thing is they've generally have come to accept the way they are. And, you know, one of the people in our community is a high D woman. And I, I even said to her very early on, I said, I'm guessing before she'd ever taken an assessment, I said, I'm guessing you've been called the B word more than once in your life. And you're perfectly okay with that. Yep. <laughs> she was like, totally. <laughs> and there was somebody else sitting there who was, very much not that way. And you could just see there was kind of a horrified look on her right. face. And I, and as I said to her, I would never talk to you that way because I know that's not how you're wired. She actually appreciates that I talked to her like that. And she agreed with me. She said, mm -hmm. yeah, just lay it on the table, lay it out. And so I find that that's really interesting that those, that women with that personality type are very accepting of who they are. And I kind of feel like my job is to make everybody understand that they're all that way, mm -hmm. you know, they just accept who you are. But in the same vein, then you get to accept how other people are. Yep. 
And that's, that's where the real power comes in, in my opinion, because I have a husband who's very much the opposite of me. And we have avoided a lot of conflict because we understand this information. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm really excited about. Um, because one aspect, and if you guys recall, I had my husband on the podcast uh, last year sometime just to kind of talk about, um, you know, the one for your spouse. But I wanted to bring Karen on because Karen has kind of a unique perspective on blogging basically in sync with your like or with understanding your spouse's personality. Because for some of us, it's like we're on this path almost all alone. That's the way it can feel a lot of the time. Um and our family may not get it. Our spouses may not get it. Our friends may not get it. And so we feel kind of lonely. And at times I feel like when people don't really understand what we're doing, because it's not a normal like brick and mortar business, it's not, it's just, it's just kind of on the, it feels like it's kind of the wild west of business or something. <laughs> uh, with that being the case, there can be what seems like areas of conflict or confusion at home, sometimes when you're, you know, working on your blog in the margins, or you're making trades for your blog, you know, you're working on your blog after work, whatever it may be. And so I feel like Karen can bring us some really great perspective on how do we kind of use this knowledge to help us. Um, what's the best word here, Karen? Uh, <laughs> Find the balance, I think is, yeah. is the big deal. Because I think there are a couple different recurring issues that I hear about a lot with dealing with our spouses. And one of them is if you've got that D personality type husband and you're there thinking, I just want to support people. I want to help people. They're the ones going, okay, when are you going to make money? Mm -hmm. Well, when is this going to be successful? What, you know, and with that personality type, you have to, they need results. That's just how that's how they think. And so those are the ones that you have to sit down with them and say, okay, this is what blogging success is. Yes, money is, is a part of that, but they need to understand that page views are a part of that. They need to understand that the number of posts that you have is a part of that. And those things all mean something to them. Yeah. If they can see that tangible progress they may be able to take a step back on the financial piece if they understand that you actually are doing something. Mm -hmm. They're like the doers. Showing progress. So this came up during the retreat and I made a comment, you know, because my husband is going to take the assessment soon, but <laughs> uh, because I remember in the early days, like he would come in and be like, what are you working on? Why are you on Facebook again? I'm like, I'm not on Facebook. Like, you know, I was trying to explain what I was doing. Um, but there came a, a point where I realized like if I tracked numbers, so, you know, even in the blog planner that I have, I have a, you know, a stats page or whatever. So months a month, I would just like track, you know, what was my, you know, how many new email subscribers that I have, how many new page views that I have, how many Amazon sales that I have, like I would track all these things. And then as time went on, I was able to show him physical proof of growth because he's a numbers person. And so that really seemed to get him like excited actually about what I was doing is because I had tangible evidence of forward progress. Well, and I would say I happen to know Kressel. So I would say I'm betting on a lot of C mm. in him because 
the C personality type is very detail oriented and I've seen some of his maker size videos. I've talked to him in person. I know how he kind of, you know, he geeks out over the over the the numbers like you say, those detail pieces. And he actually at one of the uh, at one of the retreats, he helped me a bunch with my Google Analytics and made it easier for me to read wow. and it was fantastic. So I was like, I always say in my personality type, the C is my lowest trait. And that's one of the things I do say about that. I tell everybody, we all have at least some of every personality trait, but it's like owning four different hats and some of the hats fit better than others. You can wear them all, but some of them get really uncomfortable because I, I generally am not a detail person, but for example, when I get ready to go on vacation, you would think I am the most C person because everything is detailed out. I write up pages of what we're going to do, of all of the itineraries, of all of the confirmation numbers and things like that and what to pack. And everybody's like, wow, you're so organized. And the thing is, I have to write all that down because I'm not naturally detail oriented mm -hmm. and I would forget all of it if yeah. I didn't write it down. <laughs> 100% the same way. So it's... I always say that's a defense mechanism. That's uh -huh. not my natural way of being. And I can do it for a vacation because I really want to go on vacation and I really want to have a good time. And I don't want to forget medications or things mm -hmm. like that for my family members. So I can, I can wear that hat for a little while, but once we get on vacation and everything's all set, I, I don't want to have to think about details. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my husband's area. He geeks out over that kind of stuff. And he'll be like, well, did you know? And he'll tell me like 12 things about, you know, when we go on a tour that even the tour guide doesn't know. You know yeah. Kind of thing. So he's can, like that. can you go through each of the personalities really quick? Yep. It's very, it's very simple. Um, there are two that are basically task oriented and there are two that are basically people oriented. There's two that are outgoing. There's two that are reserved. And then you've got like an outgoing task person. That's the D personality. You've got an outgoing people oriented person and that's the I personality. Then you've got a reserved people oriented personality. That's the S and a reserve task oriented person. And that's the C personality. And we use the term, and I make this very clear. We use the term outgoing and reserved for a reason. We don't use extroverted and introverted because there are people who are like, I'm not an introvert or I'm not an extrovert. When they get one of the outgoing personalities, it's like, well, that doesn't mean you're an extrovert. It just means you're a little more outgoing and that it doesn't bother you to be social kind of right. thing. So anyway, so the other thing we do is with each personality type, we try to give um, adjectives that are that go with the personality type. So D's are driven and determined. Um, they can be, they can be dominant. They don't mind taking the lead um, out of balance. They can be domineering. Hmm. And then you've got the eyes. They're interested. They're intrigued. They're um, the, those are really the two best ones to describe them. They're interested in everyone and they're interested in a lot of things. They're intrigued by people and at particularly people. And we always, 
we also have colors to go with each one. Like the D's are green and that's like, they're the go, go, go kind right. of people. The, the eyes are red and you know, they're like, here I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the S's are sweet. They're stable. They're security seeking and they're blue because they're just calming. They're the, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're there to support everyone. They're the supportive people. And then you've got the C's who are cautious. They're careful. They're calculating. And when I say calculating, that's in the best possible way where some people think that's a negative thing. It's they look at all the details and calculate the risk. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so they're just, they're that, you know, and they're yellow, which I think is great for the, like, they remind me of caution tape. Yeah. So. Okay. And what um, is my personality again? You are an SDI, which okay. means to me, when I say, when I, when I looked at your profile, you love to support people, but you're going to get your stuff done and you enjoy being around people. Sounds so, pretty accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and one of the things that we talked about when we did your assessment was when I looked at your particular chart, I said, I'm guessing when you're with your family, you feel like you should be working. And when you're working, you're wondering if you spend enough time with your family. 100%. And you were like every day. <laughs> so, and you, you aren't the only person obviously to have that situation. Right. So, um, and, and, and it's very interesting because that then add to that, because we're women, there's that added layer of society that mm -hmm. we wonder, you know, am I doing the right thing kind of thing? Right. And what I, what I have found really works for a lot of women is I say to them, you just have to choose. You have to say, okay, I'm going to work this many hours. I'm going to spend this kind of time with my family. And, you know, like I know what you do is on, you don't have certain things on your phone anymore mm -hmm. so that you can be present with your family. And that works for you. It's been quite uh, life changing to be honest with you. <laughs> well, and that's just it, you know, because mm -hmm. you can tip so easily because you've got both of those personality types, you can tip into either one. Mm -hmm. And so, well, and that's kind of the, the issue that I run into is like, I mean, it's probably what makes me good at coaching in general or helping people as I love to help people. So if I have email or social media on my phone, like I'm torn between, you know, helping people and then helping my family. So for me to remove all those apps from my phone means that I compartmentalize my life that when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm with my family and with my family, it doesn't have to be that way for everybody, but I have a very, very, very hard time uh, not basically like checking out on my phone to help other people, you know, if it's dinner time and everybody's waiting around for me to finish cooking, you know what I mean? Like it's easier for me to, it's easy for me to get absorbed in that. And so, uh, for me, it's basically like I'm creating these physical boundaries in my life by removing the distractions completely from access. So, and I get that too. I, up until, um, until we got rid of our home phone, we never took our cell phones into our bedroom. Because it was the same thing. It's very social thing for me because right. I, I have the same three personality traits you do, but in a different order. So mm -hmm. I'm very people oriented. I struggle with the task side of things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I need to kind of, I have made ways for me to be able to, to be task oriented, you know? So I, I 
That's why I love the co-working because I feel like I'm with people. I will turn on music when I'm working. I need that stimulation to help my brain work the way it needs to. If I'm just sitting here trying to concentrate and watch a video, I, I can only do that for so long before I have to go do something else where mm-hmm. I can feel like I'm, I'm connecting with somebody. So, you know, that's, that's where things get interesting in my opinion, because the D's and the C's, like you say, you've got the D first, you can go into that task mode and stay there. Oh yeah. And forget that there's some people that you need to take care of. I completely forget there's a world around me that I need to eat. Exactly. And that's how the task people are (laughs) where on my side of things, because I'm more, much more on the people side of things. I can hang out with the people all day and forget that I have tasks to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that gets very, it, it can mess you up either way. Right. So, because, you know, and we've talked about this, this is, this is how we defined a hot mess mom is the mom who can, you know, turn off the dinner that's half cooked on the stove and go watch a movie with our kids. Mm-hmm. And the task mom is going to constantly be thinking, I still have dinner on the stove. I still have dinner on the stove. I still have dinner on the stove. Yes. Where I, th- I think that that's important. And I want to say something about that because I think what happens a lot, especially with social media and especially in our blogging world is that we see and observe people who have different personalities from us that are approaching their tasks, approaching their blogs, approaching everything from a very different angle than we do. And I think sometimes it, that is a big comparison issue because you're trying to compare somebody like, for example, who's highly task focused, who gets stuff done to you who may not have a high D in your personality. Right. Right. And, but then on the other side, you know, I've, and I was seeing this kind of the other day when you were asking some people in your, in your master or in your, uh, the mentored community, Mm -hmm. when you said, you know, what do you struggle with? And it's interesting that some of us struggle with content and the, like I say, I'm a task person. So it took me two years to get a hundred posts onto my website. I know other people who've done it in a year, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was a time that really bothered me. But then I see when you were asking about what's, where do you struggle, those task people, while they can get all that stuff done, then they struggle with connecting with their people. Exactly. Where I can connect with my people, that is not an issue. I can mm-hmm. do lives. I, we can talk back and forth. You know, we can have conversations. I, I shoot emails back and forth with people. Right. You know, but. And the task oriented people are like, I can't get anybody to email me back. <laughs> exactly. And I'm going, and I can't get page view numbers, you know? So it's just, it is just, you know, we all struggle with different things and it takes a while, I think in the blogging journey to understand that. Yeah. You know, because so, you see people succeeding where you want to succeed so bad. And right. I think the other thing is we tend to discount the things that we're really good at. Mm-hmm. And the first, I think, aha moment that I had with this uh, was, was hanging out with one of my best blogging friends. I was telling her, I was super excited to start a podcast and she was like, Oh, I just don't get it. Like there's not a high ROI in that. I'm not sure you should do that. Like she didn't get it. And for me, like being a high, you know, having the S in your personality, yeah, yeah, like wanting to 
encourage wanting to help whatever, like this sounded like the best thing ever to me, you know, and she just, because I think she's probably very, what do you think she is? Oh, there's no doubt. She's a high D. It's just okay. how much, how much C she's got in there yeah. to go with it, in my opinion. Right. So I, her D outweighs my, uh, S. your S. Yeah. And so that was like her first aha moment. Cause I remember her being like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> like she had this moment where she was like, it makes you happy to help people. And I was like, yes. And she's like, well, it makes me happy to get stuff done. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> But those are really important. And so in talking about these things um, and in connection with your spouse, can you kind of give us an overview of like, so somebody's sitting here and they're listening to this and they're like, well, like, I wonder what my spouse is and how does that impact? Like, how do I improve, you know, my blogging at home, whatever it may be. Um, well, sometimes, sometimes it's not the blogging. Sometimes it's the personal relationship that they're, mm -hmm. that they're struggling with a lot. That's when I was doing the virtual retreat and talking to the people one-on-one, -on -one, that more than anything was really the, the concern okay. is that um, for a couple of people that I talked to, you know, they're trying, like you say, they're trying to work in the margins of life. And when their husband comes home from work or their significant other comes home from work, they want to spend time together and they want them to sit on the couch and just hang out. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I got stuff to do, yeah. you know? And so what, what I talked with several of them about actually was, and, and we had talked about this too. We talked about this, the virtual retreat where you finally, you were trying to do all the things and you know, you work on the house all day and Crystal would come home and go, why are there dishes in the sink? And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? I've been cleaning for hours. Right. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, we suggested to them, that is a huge thing. If you're, even if you're both task oriented, what is the thing that your significant other is focused on that's not getting done? Right. You know, and that once you knew that it was laundry and dishes, you're like, cool. He doesn't care if I do the, the baseboards kind of thing. Right. So you can just let that go and focus on making sure those things that are important because they're In important the to both of you. Yeah. 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 They're definitely important to both of us because you know, it's not one of those situations because some people can hear that and they can think, well, in modern times, people like, you know what I'm talking about? Like people, people should be, you know, couples should be equal. And I get all that stuff. Um, and I totally, my husband and I have a very 50, 50 view of our relationship. But for me as a stay at home spouse, like there are really two important household tasks that were sort of important to maintaining, you know, balance in our home. And as long as the laundry and the dishes were complete, it was like, it, it kept our, the most important parts of our daily routine in check. And it didn't lead to frustration because everybody had clothes to wear and there were dishes to eat dinner on or, you know, whatever. And it didn't seem messy and fresh, you know, overwhelming in the kitchen. It didn't seem messy and overwhelming in the bedroom with like clothes all over the floor. And I agree with you. This is, yours was based on the fact that you were home at the, right. you were home at the time. The other thing is, you know, I talked, I've, I talked recently with a couple, I worked with both of them and he is the more S type, 
where she is the more D type. Mm -hmm. And so they have what many would consider kind of a non-traditional relationship. She's kind of the go-getter in the whole thing. And at one point, you know, he was talking about, I just have to be this because they're opening, they're opening a traditional business together. And he's talking about sales and I have to be more outgoing and I have to be this and I have to be that. And I was like, no, you don't. And he said, what? And I said, no, you just need to be you. I said, because you're going to hire salespeople that are going to be those go-getter types mm -hmm. that are going to go get those guys. And I said, but you're the person I said, you want to, he was an SC and I was like, you want to support people, but you're really good at putting together a plan that's going to help them. So when you are talking to potential clients, then that's where you bring in the people they're not going to touch because you're going to, you're going to bring in that person who really wants that support, but wants to know what the plan's going to be. Mm -hmm. Where they're the people who are going to be like, it's going to be so fun or we're going to get this done. You're going to get somebody that they're never going to touch. And you could just kind of see this light bulb go on that, oh, like I don't have to change to be successful at who I, at being who right. I am. I can just lean into my strengths. Yeah. And at the same time in their marriage, both of them work full time and looking at her profile and again, I say things to people because I know they they can handle the way I say them sometimes. And I looked, I was looking at her profile and I was like, you are not the mom who's ever going to make hot chocolate and sit and watch movies with your kids all afternoon. And she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, and I, she goes, I'll make them hot chocolate, but they're going out by the pool. <laughs> yeah. And that's just her personality. And And I'm like, but you know what? I said, just in case you ever wonder about this, that doesn't mean you're the quote, wrong kind of mom. I'm, right. I'm sure people have said that about you. And she's like, oh, definitely. People have really questioned my mother, my mothering skills. Mm -hmm. And, and then I said, I'm guessing, and this is before I had ever done her husband's assessment. I said, I'm guessing your husband is the one who reads stories to the kids at night. And she's like, yup. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, how'd you know that? And I said, because you probably share this trait and, and these are your opposite traits. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. You guys mm -hmm. have found what works for you. Exactly. And that's why it's good that you're this way. And it's good that he's this way. Cause guess what? Now your kids have a balance. They see both and they see that both are good. And that's the way I, I looked at them and, and I looked at, <clears throat> talked about them as a couple. And I think it was really kind of cool for both of them. Mm -hmm. Because when I did the wife, she's like, oh, he has to do this. And after we, after I talked to him, it was like, I'm really glad I did this. They both had a different perspective, not just on themselves, but on each other as well. And I think hopefully it will help them, you know, balance that out and, and to talk about those things. That's the other big thing. Communication is huge with this. Huge. So what do you think are some like key takeaways for people who are listening to the podcast today when it comes to just kind of owning your personality and understanding that personality does impact your marriage relationship, which can in turn trickle down and affect your blogging, um, you know, like trying to manage blogging in the midst of understanding your spouse's personality? Well, I think the biggest thing is figuring out the people versus the task orientation and the outgoing versus the reserved. If, and it's not so much the outgoing versus reserved with the blogging. I think it's really the people versus task orientation when you're dealing with your spouse, because 
like you said, you had to take all that stuff off your phone because it was so easy for you to get into task orientation and supporting these people. You kind of forget about the little people that are hanging out in your house because this is intriguing and it's your work and you love your work and not that you don't love your family. You do, yeah. mm -hmm. but there are everyday things that you're like, okay, this is way more interesting than watching, you know, Paw Patrol with right. my kids. Right? right. So, um, so it's, it's understanding that the other thing is listen to what you're, listen to what your significant other is saying. Is it, what are you doing? Or is it about how they're feeling? If it's about how they're feeling, they're pretty much a people oriented. Uh -huh. They're on the people orientation gotcha. side. That means they're missing you. Okay. If they're saying things about what are you doing? How much are you making? Why am I not seeing progress? That's a task orientation. And like you said, with your husband, once you could show them some numbers, they need to know, like you've always said, it takes at least two years. Yeah. The vast majority of people, it takes them two years to start seeing some kind of, what's, what's the, what's that? <laughs> results. I, I try some, to say momentum, yeah. like to really see income, to see results, to see growth. Right. So if you have, if your significant other understands that, and then you're working toward that at the same time, you know, that's, that's the other thing is you can say it, but you've got to do the work. If you're on the people side, like me, that can be more challenging is getting that work done. You think you're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. which is where the mentored community comes in very handy. It's oh. where the masterminds come in very handy that, you know, for a people oriented person like me, you've even said, you know what to do. You can just do this stuff on your own. You don't have to be in the masterminds. I'm like, but I do, you know, <laughs> right. I need that. I need that deadline. I need to know that I'm accountable to somebody or things can just, I just don't get anything done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the challenge for, the people who are the SC personality, they want to get things done, but sometimes they're so busy supporting everybody. You know, that was one of the things you brought up in your late and, you know, one of your recent podcasts was you get so involved helping other people, you don't do your own work, mm -hmm. you know? And so. It and that is, is still like a real life struggle, you know, mm -hmm. like, and you throw life in the mix. And if you're a person who is very, you know, people oriented, like when my brother-in-law got sick, it was pretty much like my world shifted to my people, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It had to, <laughs> you know? You know, sometimes we've got to make those little sacrifices to do the big things that we think are important in life. And, you know, it's just finding out the what way works for you. I think overall, like I'm hoping what people kind of walk away from this episode with is number one, important to know your personality. And when you're in situations like, cause I don't know if everybody's spouse is willing to do one of these evaluations or whatever, but just with this knowledge of people's kind of overarching dominating personality types um, or personality, what do you call them? I call them personality types. Okay. Personality types, you know, when you're in situations where you're trying to kind of do it all or balance it all or work in the margins and try to grow your blog. Um, like Karen said, like if you will observe your spouse or significant other and how they're sort of communicating with you about your platform or about the life, you know, outside of blogging, you know, whether they're focused heavily on like tasks and outcomes 
or if they're heavily focused on like wanting to spend more time with you, like having an understanding of that can help you realize like, Hey, this is how they're wired. And to kind of keep the peace and keep things moving forward, it's important for me to kind of um, acknowledge that, to realize that's how they are. And, you know, I'm, you know, it's not your job to like change them or anything like that. But with that knowledge, you can make more informed decisions about how you handle questions about your blog, interactions about your blog, the time you spend blogging, like you can manage that stuff, you can negotiate that stuff. And you could figure out, you know, the small ways, just like I said, with my husband, being able to show him, you know, numbers and tangible results really got him excited about what I was doing. And that information can be really helpful for you guys who may feel like sometimes you um, are having to make choices or choose between two things. It can just give you insight, information, and confidence to kind of move forward and to navigate that relationship as you work on growing this online business. I agree a hundred percent. I really do. I just, I think understanding yourself is huge because it helps you get over your obstacle, your own obstacles. It helps you to get out of your own way in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And then when you understand, and it's not just understanding, we all know, we, everybody kind of knows, especially if you've been with your spouse for a while, you kind of know how they are, but you don't always understand how they think. And that's a different, yep. that, that's a different thing, knowing how they are and understanding how they think and what their needs really are. Like you say, your husband's need, Kressel's need was to have the dishes done and have the laundry taken care of when you were home, you as know, a full-time say, as a wife, right. With right. trying to make a, an online presence, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that narrowed it way down. That was really the thing that was important to him. My husband would like me to be on the couch with him for, you know, an hour, at least an hour every night. Now I can be sitting there journaling or working on something on my laptop. He doesn't care. He just wants my presence. Right. You know, he wants to spend a little time with me. And so when we find ways to make that peace, he could care less if I'm cleaning all day. You know, it, it's funny because he's very task oriented, but he likes me to be around. Mm-hmm. That's one of his love languages is quality time. So, you know, we've, we've worked that out that I do this stuff all day. And then I, I spend time with him in the evening unless I've got something online that's got a, you know, it's only at a certain time. You know, I shut it down unless I'm trying to get to something and he's very supportive. And that's the one thing, you know, if your spouse is not supportive, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a whole different set of issues to talk about. Right. But I have found that so many people, their spouse really is supportive. They just don't know how to be supportive. Right. And you can help them with that, with communication. And, you know, if you do an assessment, so many women that I do assessments with ask about their spouses and ask about their significant others. And, you know, how can I make this work? I'm happy to talk about that. We're, you know, it's your time. We'll talk about whatever you want. Uh, The couples that I've worked with, it's been very enlightening to them to understand not just themselves, but understand how their partner actually thinks and why they don't understand things the way they understand them. And, you know, why does your partner not understand the same things the way you understand them? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a huge thing to learn that and to say, oh, and, and I did it with a sister-in-law. That was my huge aha moment and why I knew I would use this stuff forever. Because 
I found out, you know, I was literally standing in her kitchen one day and her dryer went off and she went downstairs and I thought, oh, she's going to go get, she literally walked out in the middle of a conversation <laughs> and walked downstairs and I thought, oh, she's going to go get her laundry and we'll finish our conversation. She didn't come back upstairs. <laughs> And I'm standing in the kitchen. I was like, well, I guess I'll leave, <laughs> you know, and I left. And when I was reading the book, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I get it. I get her for the first time in my life. And so I went back to her and I said, do you remember that day? And she's like, yes. And I said, I was standing in your kitchen thinking, how rude. Doesn't right. she realize she has a guest? And I said, you were downstairs thinking, how rude. Doesn't she see I have work to do? And she was like, exactly. And it was like, I was like fireworks and light bulbs and everything else went off. And so now I know she's working in her yard. I just drive by and I wave. She doesn't want me to stop. <laughs> gotcha. And she's a C? She is a C. She's a CD or DC. I'm not okay. really sure which, but, um, but you know, and I told her, I'm like, if you ever do that at my house, you better stop and at least pull in the driveway and say hello, you know, because my right. feelings would be hurt if you do that. So it's, it's this really cool understanding. And that's, she has said that to me because she's also a very, you know, my personality type tends to be very animated and very upbeat and hers is very staid and she's pleasantly surprised when things go well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and she said, how, how do we get along like we do? I said, because I lift you up and you keep me grounded. Mm -hmm. And that's a really beautiful way of looking at things sometimes is that you really are in most cases with your spouse or your significant other, you are really probably genuinely balanced with one another and you complement each other well when you're in balance. Mm -hmm. It's learning that when you're not in balance to deal with the differences on how you process and what you need to when get you say back. not in balance, you're meaning when you're under stress, when you're, you're not like in your happy place, basically. Yes. When you're under stress, when you're frustrated, when you're angry, when you're sad, when you, um, when you're just not at your best. And fortunately, most of the time, at least in my family, it seems like we don't have that at the same time, unless right. there's a stressful event. As long as you are taking care of each other, in this world, you know, that's what, that's what mm. matters the most, yep. you know, and that you feel at peace with what you do and how you are. Yeah. You I mean, know. that's a good place to end is I like it. Um, Karen, where can people find more information about your individual and couple personality evaluations? The website is moving toward better.com. And one of the categories says disc services. Okay. And you can get on there. You can select when to have an appointment with me and it'll tell you, you know, what each, what each level costs. Um, there are, like you said, there's a single assessment with a 30 or a 60 minute consult afterwards. And it just kind of goes, it gets more mm -hmm. from there. So you, so have you can, yes, Tiered I have options. several tiers. You can cool. pick what works for you. So, well guys, I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation for today. Um, I find it really intriguing, really interesting. I hope that it gives you new perspective um, as you approach your relationships and your blog, as well as just your relationships and your life and helps you better understand your spouse. So again, if you want more information, you can check out movingtowardbetter.com and look for the disc uh, 
menu category. I really appreciate your time, Karen. Thanks so much for being here. You're awesome. And you guys, whatever you do, just keep blogging.